Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. Yesterday, we began to understand the power of God's grace to overcome intense hatred. And we saw that beginning to unfold in the life of Paul. And we saw that Paul was a man who ravaged the church, hunted down Christians to imprison and murder them. And in fact, he was on his way to Damascus to do that very thing when he has this radical encounter with Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 9, verses 3 and 4. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. You will notice in verse 4, after Paul's hatred is seen, that Jesus appears to Paul in a blinding vision and asks Saul a question. Now, it's important for us to understand that the intent of Jesus' question is not so that he can receive information that he doesn't have. And Jesus is not asking this question in some whiny voice. Jesus is asking this question so that Paul will wrestle with the question. You see, Jesus is appealing to the mind of Paul, to the reasoning capabilities of Paul. Well, what do you mean, Cliff? I mean that Paul has witnessed enough rational evidence that should have made him stop and consider the validity of the resurrection of Jesus instead of raging with fury against Christ's church. We have a clue to this in Acts chapter 26, verse 14, when Paul recounts his conversion to Agrippa and says that Jesus said, Why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Well, what does a goad have to do with Paul's reasoning capabilities? Well, a goad was a sharp stick or tool that was used to prod along lazy, non-compliant animals, particularly oxen. And when the oxen didn't want to be prodded, they would kick against those goads. But who loses in that battle? Who's the one that's injured in that scenario? Well, the oxen are. And so this goad became a metaphor for sharp urging or the pricking of the conscience. So what we see with Jesus saying, why do you kick against the goads? Is that Jesus has been urging Paul to repent and turn to Christ. Jesus has been pricking his conscience and Paul has resisted and fought against it. Well, what were the sharp goads that Jesus had been using to urge Paul towards Jesus? Well, it could have been the bold witness of the apostles preaching the resurrection of Jesus in the very town where Jesus was crucified and buried. One particular goad for sure was the speech and testimony of Stephen as Paul watched this servant of Christ die with joy written all over his face. Paul had tried to force those images and those proddings out of his mind. He tried to push them away. He kicked against the goads, only doing damage to himself. When you resist the conviction of God, you only do damage to yourself. But here on the Damascus Road, we see grace. And I want you to see that it's not as if Jesus turns Paul into a robot, forcing him to do something that he doesn't want to do. Rather, grace and truth are going hand in hand. Jesus is not asking Paul to believe something that's irrational, but in fact, just the opposite. And some of you may be watching right now, and you've spent years kicking against the goads. My friend, you are not hurting God when you do that. You are only punishing yourself. 
You have considered the evidence of Jesus' life and resurrection. You have seen the change in other people's lives, but you still resist. You still love your sin, and you need to realize that this conviction that you may know in your heart and in your mind is really the grace of God. The Bible says that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. That God is being gracious to you right now. He's calling you. He's commanding you right now with no guarantee that He will ever call again. He's not asking you to do anything unreasonable, but rather He is calling on you to make the most rational and radical move a man or woman could ever make to confess your sin and your need for a Redeemer and to turn in faith to Jesus trusting that his death has paid the price for your sin and his resurrection has secured the payment. If you are one who has trusted in Jesus Christ, when you pray today, would you please remember Michael Smith and his wife Jennifer and their kids Jacob and Marcus and Lucas. They're our church planters in Solemn Springs, Arkansas. And also remember the Romani Calderash broadcast in the target area of Romania.